Welcome. Thank you for choosing to listen to another word-filled message by David Entry. Preaching is the means by which God manifests his word and nourishes our spirits. May the life of God enter into you and you as you listen to this message. Be blessed. I've been talking about divine visitation and it came to pass that God visited Sarah as he has said. And he did unto Sarah as he has spoken, Genesis 21. And the Lord visited Sarah as he had said, and the Lord did unto Sarah as he has spoken. Now, when I was talking about the things to do to maximize your day of visitation, I spoke about how sacrifices are necessary. Genesis chapter 18, or verse 6, or particularly verse 5. And I will fetch a morsel of bread. And the Lord, verse 18, the Lord appeared unto Abraham in the plain of Mamre, and he sat in the tent door in the, in the heat of the day. And he lifted his eyes and looked, and lo, three men stood by him. And when he saw them, he ran to meet them from the tent door and bowed himself towards the ground and said, my Lord, if now I have found favor in thy sight, pass not away, I pray thee, from thy servants. So if I found favor in your sight, don't go anywhere, please. I need you. If I found favor, see his attitude towards divine visitation. He knew that this this visitation is not is not a usual visitation. So he started putting in systems to accommodate the visitation, to accommodate the blessings of God, to accommodate the the hand of God that was being released upon him. And so he said, if I found favor in thy sight, pass not away, I pray thee, from thy servant. Let a little water, I pray you, be fetched and wash your feet and rest yourself under the tree. This is interesting. As something similar happened in Acts chapter 16, verse 13 downwards. Acts chapter 16, and on the Sabbath, we went out of the city by a riverside where prayer was what to be made. And we sat down and spoke unto the women which resorted thither. Let's go to New King James, the next verse. Now, a certain woman named Lydia, anytime you see certain, that means that it is not like uh, Mary, uh, where when you see a certain woman named Lydia, that was somebody did something and it happened that, so what that person did, we can also do a certain woman. You can be that certain woman. You can be that certain person, certain man. A certain woman named Lydia had us. When God wants to bless you, he will always cause you to hear some people who carry his word. So had us. She was a seller of purple from the city of Tytira. When, uh, who worshipped God, the Lord opened her heart to heed the things spoken by Paul. When a preacher is speaking, you, what, that's why every time I, I ask us to pray, Lord, give me an understanding, give me a listening ear, open my heart, open my ears, that I will hear. Here, what, what you see, Bible said, God opened the lady's heart. God opened her heart. May every closed heart 
which is so anybody, body on this platform who God has appointed for a testimony, may such a person, any close heart around the person, may such a person's close heart be open. May every close heart on this platform receive supernatural inspiration for opening in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. Openness of hearts will guarantee your, your lifting into the next phase. You're moving into your next phase. You're moving into the, your next level. Openness of heart is what enables you to press on sacrificially to next levels. There are always different levels in God. There are always levels in God. Our willingness to press is what determines how high we will rise in the name of Jesus. Now, Bible says that God opened the heart of Lydia. The Lord opened the heart of this lady to hear, hear the things Paul is saying. Someone lift up your right hand and say, Lord, open my, my heart to hear what your servant is saying or what you are saying to your servant. Say, God, open my heart to hear what your servant is saying. Again, with your right hand lifted, say, Lord, open my heart for hear what your servant is saying. Lord, open my heart to hear what God opened Lydia's heart and she heeded the things Paul uh, spoken by Paul. Verse 15 says that this is where I have been meaning to get to. And when she and her household were baptized, she did what? What did she do? Beg. She literally, can you imagine someone begging you to give you an offering? Someone begging you to do you favor. Ah, that's where you are learning. Yeah, yeah. The next level you are getting to. Amen. That's not where the next people begging you to ad, accept a bigger job and a bigger role with more pay that you, you don't even qualify for. Begging you. She begged, she begged Apostle and his team that please, if I if you have judged me to be faithful to the Lord, come to my house and stay. So she persuaded us. What? You see, that's why. Thank you. He said she begged us to come and stay in her house. Now, that's a serious one. You know, when you are hosting people, it's a lot of work. When you are hosting people, it's a lot of work. We, and it wasn't one day, two days, three days. When you read the Bible, they were there for several days and they were living there going for prayer. Living there. Bible didn't tell us how long, but obviously it wasn't one, two, three days. They, she begged them said, come and stay in my house. And she persuaded us. The way she was doing, even though it, it might not be our plan, we were persuaded with this woman's genuineness of heart. There are some people, when they do anything for church, they want to be applauded. When you get the chance to do anything for God, you have to say, how? In fact, there's a scripture um, in the gospel, I think, uh, Matthew or Luke, which says that, I think Matthew, when you are a servant and you return from the field, it's also in Luke also, you return from your, which of you servants, when you return from your field, from the field and your master tells you do this, you come, you come from the field and you come and serve your master. And your master will not say, thank you for doing this for me. There's a scripture like that. Mm. Which of us, a servant, your master, you come, those days because it was a farming community. So our master comes from town or just guess what? You go, you go to work. Your boss comes. You normally you are at work. Let's say nine. Your boss comes. He went. He traveled for a conference. He said he would be late. You come at twelve. And when he came, you have you are 
you've, you've filled the forms you are supposed to do, what you are employed to do. Do you expect your boss to come and say, thank you for doing your work? So if he doesn't say thank you, you're upset. You're upset. You will leave the company. And thank you. Thank you, please. And which of you, having a servant plowing or tending sheep, will say to him, when he has come in, uh, in from the field, come at once and sit at me. Go, go on. Will you do that when it comes from the field? But you will, will you not rather say to him, prepare me, prepare something for my supper and get up yourself and serve me till I have eaten and drunk. And afterwards, you can also eat your own. And when a servant does that, he hasn't done because that's the job of a servant. Now, uh, verse nine, does he, does he thank the servant because he did the things that he, uh, that, that were commanded him? I think not. Will your boy come and thank you for coming to work early? That's what you have been employed to do. You, you pick a, 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 the bus, and then when you are alighting, you go and say, I'm so grateful. Driver, I'm so grateful for driving this bus for you. No, no, you, 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 he can't be upset with you. Don't say thank you. Sometimes it's just nice and catchy us to say thank you, please. I'm not saying saying thank you is wrong, please. In fact, saying thank you is just basic common sense. If in common is the lowest of courtesy, <laughs> so it's just decent, courteous, common sense to say thank you, whether you deserve it or not. You say thank you. But the point here is that when someone is employed to do a job, they don't wait to be thanked for doing the job. That's what he's saying. So, in the same way. If I am a worshiper, that's why I don't understand why an usher should come to church and after church, he said, Pastor, you should pay me for coming to serve as an usher. A chorister has come to sing, to sing in church after service. So, no, I'm not, I'm not talking about uh, maybe a special event or something. After church, we all came to worship. We all came to worship. That's why I find a problem that a pastor should pre finish preaching and say, you have to pay me for my preaching. Can you imagine? You should say, Lord, thank you for giving me the privilege to serve. That is the mindset. Uh, I'm, I'm teaching you how to access supernatural visitation hands down easily. It's not everything you have to pray for, for God to do it. It's not everything you have to pray about. You need husband. You have to pray husband, husband. A, a lot of financial things, we don't even have to pray for money. God, money, every time, money. No, no. If you're always praying about money, you are, you are doing something wrong, not the prayer. But money is not a situation of prayer. If, or, okay, if you're a farmer and you have a, a land, a farm, and you want harvest, and every time you are doing fasting, Lord, let my harvest show up. Let my, is, is it normal? It's bizarre. It's absurd. It's, it's, just, it's just madness. You have a land, just go and sow the corn. Because harvest does not respond to prayer. Harvest responds to what? Sowing. So when you are believing God, you need finance break, financial breakthrough. It's okay. But if every time your prayer, every day, I need money, I need money, and stop that prayer. You are not doing something right. Start, start sowing radically and see because God calls the sowing and reap it. I'm just teaching something. If what see, in life, there is a law called the law of sowing and reaping. Uh, if you want to reap understanding, okay, you have to sow listening or learning. If you want to reap peace, you have to sow the seeds of peace. Passing response or respects learning. 
So preparation is what guarantees. So if you want to pass, you solve preparation. Now you didn't solve preparation. You solved prayer. And then you fail and you say, God has failed you. It was God the mark uh, examiner. No. So you should, after you pray, you study. So after you study, God will help you by your prayer to be able to have understanding. So when you get to the exam, you'll be able to write. But if you are not doing what you're supposed to do, you are not looking for a job, but you are believing God for a miracle job. You are not working and you don't even want to do for a job. You are believing God for miracle money. You are joking. You don't so. You are not a giver. You don't give offerings. You don't give your tithe. And you are believing God for a, a pay rise. That when we say receive miracle money, you are the one who shouts louder. I receive. No, I'm not saying anyone who shouts loud is wrong, but I'm trying to say something. You, there are things to do in order to, to get to where you want to get to in life. Mm-hmm. All right. And so, in the same way, when we are worshipers, when I go to church and the praise and worship leader is leading and he says, Then lift up your hand and let's give God praise. And I just, when I lift my hand after church, I go and tell him, You know, today I did you a favor. Because when you say I should lift my hand, I lift my hand. I'm joking. I am just, I'm not serious in life. So it doesn't happen like that. Whatever you want to see, you have to sow the seed for it. Whatever you want to sow, the, uh, the seed you want to, uh, harvest you want to see, you have to sow the seed for it. So every harvest you want to sow, you can sow the seed for it. It's very important. So Lydia begged them and said, Please, if I found favor with you, please come into my house. I want to host you. She was begging the man of God to do the man of God a favor. Do you beg people to do people a favor? No. They usually beg you for you to do them a favor. But when you are spiritual and you understand spiritual things, you operate by the frequency of God, not the frequency of man. Jesus said, you do not mind the things that are of God. That's why you are an offense to me, Peter. Matthew chapter 16, verse 23. He said, you do not mind the things that are of God. You mind the things that are of men. If you think about the way, what, what is important for men, how human beings think, what human beings see this better. If you think, he says that, get behind me, Satan. Satan uses human opinion to block divine move. And it's not bad. Human opinion may not be bad, but Satan will use it. There are times where human legitimate opinion may come in collision course with God's plan and God's purpose or what God is asking you to do. Like God asked Abraham, give me your son. It is coming into collision course with Abraham's son, Abraham's belief, because God told him in Isaac shall all the earth be blessed. And now he said, bring Isaac and kill him for me. Now, um, that, that, that's, 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 that's a contradiction. Which is which? Oh, well, let me obey the current instruction. And however God will do it. Bible said he considered God faithful. If he said he, he would do it, I can kill Isaac based in obedience to him and he will still do what he wants to do. Because he didn't say Isaac must be alive. He said that I, in, in, your, in Isaac, your, your generation will be blessed. Your seed shall be blessed. That's fine. And now God said, bring me the Isaac. Abraham obeyed. obeyed. Our obedience moves the hand of God upon our life. There is, as I said the other time, you can't enjoy divine visitation in disobedience. And so anytime God moves my heart to do something for brother A for, or sister B, or I, once I know this is God, I do it and I don't, see, don't do good to people and attach a string to it, it and hold them, use it to blackmail them. It's called indebtedness. Someone does you good and they forever, every time it's reminding you, you know, I did this for you. You know, I did this for you. You know, I did this for you. You know, you, have, you are serving in church and you are making your pastor feel like 
you are you are the one who is making everything work and so he owes you so much he doesn't owe you squat he doesn't owe you you actually owe the church your service it's in the bible you owe the church. he said war is you war is you if you don't do the work <laughs> that's how Paul puts it first Corinthians chapter 9 verse 16 war is me if I preach not the gospel can you imagine can you imagine I'm preaching now and I'm saying war is me if I preach not the gospel I mean it's like this is voluntary it's not forced oh it might come across like voluntary but it's not voluntary it's necessity it's necessity of destiny when you are if you are serving in your church you have to understand that it is the necessity of destiny Serving in your church is the necessity of destiny. Serving in your church is the necessity of destiny. And see if God will not open the windows of heaven and bless you. Lydia, bet us. Oh, please. If I found favor before you, and uh, you, you, if, uh, if, 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 uh, uh, if you judge me to be faithful to the Lord, come to my house and stay. Is this not the same thing Abraham did to God when God appeared to him? He said, my Lord, if I have found favor in your sight, do not pass on by your servant. Don't go. Please, mm -hmm. let me pay a price to host you. What? Yeah. What? I see God turning your captivity around in the name of Jesus. Amen. 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 I believe it. I see Amen. God turning your captivity around in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Look at Abraham, verse 3 again. And Abraham said, if I have found favor in your sight, do not pass pass on by your servant. Verse 4. Oh, wow. Please, let a little water be brought and wash your feet and rest yourself under the tree. Verse 5. Let's keep, let's keep going. And I will bring a morsel of bread. I'm, I'm going to bring it that ye may refresh your heart. After that, you, may, you can go now. But please, I'm begging you, stay and let me take care of you before you go. He said, I want to treat you as a man of God. What? I want to treat you as a fellow Christian brother. As a Christian sister, I know that uh, uh, some people have hurt me and stuff like that, but I, I have to treat you as a fellow Christian brother. So stay. Let me, let me, let me be good to you. Let me, let me be nice to you. Let me help you because I see there's God on your life. And I don't know who I'm talking to. I don't know whose destiny is being released through this speaking. They don't have an ear. Let them hear what the Spirit is saying. Matthew chapter 11, verse 15. He that has an ear, let him hear. Matthew chapter 13, verse 9. He who has an ear, he who has an ear, he who has ears to hear, let him hear. Let him hear. Do you know why? Because the verse 16 says that blessed are your ears for the things they hear. It says that blessed, but blessed are your ears for they for your eyes, sorry, for they see. And your ears for they hear because many prophets wanted to hear verse 17 there are many prophets for surely i say unto you that many prophets and righteous men desire to see what you are seeing they did not see it there are people if they are in your position to hear wholesome words they will do far better <laughs> and these are good people righteous people some of them are prophets and to see what you see but they never he that has an ear let him hear. And Abraham entreated, said, please, please, I know you are going, I know you are in a hurry, but please, he compelled them, just like Lydia did. He compelled, please, can you stay? Let only water be fed for you to wash your feet and bread for you to eat. And he says that, and refresh your heart and rest under the tree a little bit. <laughs> because it was sunny. Bible said in the, that's why I said, in the heat of the day. And I'll bring a morsel of bread that you may refresh your heart. After that, you may pass by. Inasmuch as you have come to your servant, they 
they said, do as you have said. That's one of the things that sometimes, one of the signs that, that shows that you are not a serious Christian, you are just a noisy Christian, is the fact that you are not mentoring others in the Lord. Mm. Show me your disciple. Mm. Show me your disciple and I will tell you the quality of your Christianity or the quality mm. of your spirituality. Show me your disciple. Mm. Show me who you are helping to grow in the things of God and understand. By this time, when you ought to be teachers, you need that. You've taught again the elementary rudiments according mm. to him, chapter 5, verse 12 downwards. So that after a time, you must be able to not teach her and how hold the microphone, please. This one is being able to communicate the basic truths of the kingdom of God to somebody, for someone to also to understand and learn and grow. That's what it means to, you must pass the truth on. It must be passed on. Anyway, let me not go up myself. So, so Abraham said, please come and eat. And afterwards, you can go. So the angel said, do it. Go ahead. The Lord, who appeared as three men, angel, said, okay, do it. May you hear the Lord saying, do it in Jesus' name. Amen. Verse 6. So Abraham hurried. He said, every bit of it has got something loaded in it. Abraham didn't do it with attitude. The best use of time is to spend the rest of your time in doing the will of God. Mm. So Abraham hurriedly, he was doing it. Hurriedly tell you that he had zeal. He has excitement to do anything for God. Hurriedly. Be hurry, be in a hurry to forgive that sister. Be in a hurry to forgive that brother. Be in a hurry to help. And hurried and said, what? Hurried, Abraham hurried into the tent to Sarah and said, quickly, make ready three measures of fine meal, knead it and make cakes. He, he promised the people for just water. Um, what now he said go he didn't tell them he went and started making cake can you give me one or two he said no one or two i will give you ten he went and made sarah he got sarah involved look at the next verse look at the next verse he went to and abraham gave instructions for sarah to do what had to be done in the kitchen and abraham ran to the head on the field Took a tender and a good oh, not a sickly calf, good calf, and gave it to the young man, and he hasted and prepared it. In other words, he went to serious. And Abraham ran to the head, took a tender and a good calf, gave it to the young man, and he hastened to prepare it. The next verse. Oh boy, this is getting good. The next verse, please, verse eight. So he took butter and milk and the calf which he had prepared and set it before them, that's before the Lord who has appeared three persons. And he stood by them under the tree as they ate. He was just watching them. In other words, I'm on standby. If you need extra, tell me, I will fetch more. He used butter, those times they were having butter, butter and milk and calf which he had prepared. This would be a very nice food, especially if you are breaking your fast. Can you imagine? And he brought it to them. And they ate it. Now watch this. After he had done that, and they didn't ask him, but he did without being asked. Then they said to him, where is your wife? They said to him, where is Sarah your wife? And he said, she's in the tent. And they said, okay, let, let me tell you the good news. Verse 10. And this is interesting. Do you see that he said, look at the previous verse. Quickly, verse 9. Then they said, who are the day? The one he was serving. But the next verse, he is a day. The he is a day and the day is a he. This is God. And he said, I, no we, 
I will certainly return to you according to the time of life. The time of visitation is a time of life. And behold, Sarah, your wife, oh. So guess what? He was passing by. If Abraham had not entreated them, can you have something to eat? Sarah, prepare. He got Sarah involved. They prepared and took, took care of this man who is the them. This representation in that in theology is called theophany, the physical appearances of God. Theophany in the in the Old Testament, where God shows up. It's like someone seeing what looks like God, not full God, but in a physical form. It's called theophany. This theophanic encounter by Abraham was meant to change his destiny. But guess what? The honors light on him. The responsibility light on him to pay a price to push into it. Hmm. He pushed into it. The man finished eating, or the them, the man who is the them, and the them who are a man, finished eating in verse 10. He said, where is your wife? She's there. He said, I'll return according to the time of life, and Sarah shall bear a son. But Sarah was laughing. See, she wasn't doing it to get anything. She was just serving, and Sarah was laughing. Therefore, Sarah laughed within herself. After, uh, uh, after I had grown old, shall I have pleasure? My Lord also, and we are too old now, it's too late. But listen, when you get divine visitation, it doesn't matter how things are late, God will do it. Amen. And look at the next verse. And he said, why did Sarah laugh? And he said, oh, I didn't laugh. And the Lord, the Lord, now she, 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 the Lord said to Abraham, wow. have you seen what's happening? Initially he said they, wow. he, now the Lord. So you see, you don't encounter God. Some people won't say, God, if it is you, do something, he won't do anything. He will connect you to a person who carries grace. Where a word of God, like Lydia, Lydia saw Paul and Lydia connected her whole house to Paul, to Saul and his team, or Paul and, and his team, Lydia. Abraham didn't see God, he saw three men from verse one. He saw three men and then he said, my Lord, where are you going, don't go. He lifted his eyes, verse two. He lifted his eyes and look, behold, three men were standing by him. And when he saw them, he ran to the, uh, the, 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 the tent door to meet them and bow to the ground. He gave them respect because he knew these people carry something. He didn't say, I'm Abraham, I've conquered everybody. I'm the powerful man. He bowed himself. And then verse 3 said, look at verse 3 again. I'm going back so you can. And he said, my Lord, this Lord is different from the 13. The 13 Lord is Adonai. When you read the Old Testament and you see Lord, capitals, L. Capital L, capital O, verse 13. That Lord, you see, this Lord is the actual name. Jehovah Adonai is different from Lord. When Abraham said, that one is like say, says. So Abraham, Sarah called in First Peter chapter 3, I think verse 5 and 6, somewhere there. Sarah called Abraham my Lord. It's not the same thing. It's not the same as we say Jesus is Lord. Okay. So he called, calling him my Lord. That means my boss. Senior, say the one, uh, the one whose authority I submit to. Okay, so when you go to work, your boss is your lord. Your department, your departmental leader is your lord. In that sense, that your supervisor, not someone who died for you. But when the Bible uses Jehovah Adonai, that one is the the Lord Himself who is in charge. God, the Lord, sometimes the Bible uses the word, the Lord God of Elijah, the Lord God, that the Lord God is Jehovah, two names, Jehovah and Adonai. Here it says that, and Yahweh, the Lord said, so verse 13. Now, Genesis chapter 
18, verse 13. And Yahweh said to Abraham, it's not Adonai, it's Yahweh, said to Abraham, why did Sarah laugh? He said, saying, surely shall I bear a child since I'm old. Now look at the verse 14. God didn't com complain. He said, is, there, is anything too hard for the Lord? See, now he's talking about himself. At the appointed time, I will return to you according to the time of life. Is that not the same thing that the he in the verse 9 said? Now he's making it clear that it was the Lord who was talking. Abraham hosted a normal people, human-looking people. He said, and he said, I will return. Now he's saying, he's making it clear that it's the Lord who said, in the verse 14, the Lord said, at the appointed time, I will return to you according to the time of life, and Sarah shall have a son. Hmm. That is what, watch this. This is the background behind Genesis 21, verse 1. The background, the background of Genesis 21, verse 1. And see that same Lord. And the Lord visited Sarah as he has said. And the Lord did for Sarah as he has spoken. How did, he, did they get the Lord to do this? Because Abraham paid a price sacrificing and serving a representation. He, she saw, knowing that this is a godly representation, and he found out that the Lord has appeared to him. Visitation requires a certain price. If you want divine visitation, you have to ask yourself, what price am I paying? Pay the price. Seek the face of God. Spend time. Pay a price to work with God. Pay a price to work with God. Pay a price to work with God. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Thank you for listening to this message by David Entry. To hear more from David Entry, follow him on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and LinkedIn. You can also subscribe to Caris Church on YouTube. Don't forget to share and subscribe to our podcast so you're always up to date. Be blessed.